Hello, it is Monday, June 14th, and I was going to play the audio from Dana White's UFC 263 uh, post-fight press conference, but I'm kind of nervous about doing that because I used a video in uh, my Brandon Moreno, Davidson Figueredo uh, fight review, uh, a, a video from the fight, no fight action. It was just a celebration of the post-fight. It was something the UFC or ESPN put up on social media. I used the video only, no audio, spoke over that, added some, added my own opinion about the fight and Moreno and UFC in Mexico and all of that jazz. And I got a copyright claim on that. And so I don't want to get another copyright claim on anything else. I am going to fight that because I think it was fair use because I took something that was existing and changed it and added commentary to it and didn't use any of the audio or any of the fight action. I just added the celebration and um, Moreno getting his hand raised. No spoilers are, are revealed, nothing like that. Uh, but And I think it's automatic that the UFC does this, but I also think it's silly and I'm going to fight it and I will let you know what's happening with that and going forward but just know that I'm gonna fight it we'll see where it goes um, if anybody can you know be vocal about this that fair use is fair use and people commenting on um, fights and adding commentary to fights and the results of fights or maneuvers in the fights should be okay um, that you're really not just showing a video of a finish, which I know the UFC doesn't want, and I would never do that. You don't show the video of the finish. Um, you don't show just fight action and just fight action with the commentary from the UFC commentators. But the UFC is just real, real strict about all this, and that really needs to change. And it's not just for the good of uh, folks like me on YouTube or our fans that want to make fan videos or anything like that. It's for the good of the sport. And to grow the UFC, uh, the NFL, NHL, NBA, MLB, I think they all allow people to do this, but the UFC doesn't, and I don't understand it one bit. Um, so hopefully something will change here, but if you want to speak out about copyright claims on YouTube and people that can you know legitimately claim fair use, I'm not just showing fight videos, I'm showing very small sections of videos, and adding my own commentary to it. Um, so if anybody wants to speak up about this, feel free. Um, I know I'm not the only one. I'm just doing this now because it's the first time, well, it's the second time it's really happened to me, but I, I need we need it to change as a whole, and hopefully that'll happen. But anyway, the first thing I want to talk about in the post-fight press conference was Dana White speaking about Brandon Moreno and winning the title and being the first Mexican champion and maybe that the UFC can... Um, do something big with him down in Mexico and that he is a you know going to be a star. White thinks he's already a star just by from what he saw in, in Arizona and how the popularity of Moreno was there. Um, as White said, it was Arizona, close to Mexico, blah, blah, blah. Um, so we'll see. But my comment is that the UFC, we know how this goes. The UFC is not good at promoting... For lack of a better term, non-American fighters, um, they just seem to do it in a very heavy-handed way, and 
it, it doesn't come across well and it doesn't work a lot of the time. And I think some people may even find it offensive. Um, I mean, I'm going to use an example of the, with the three African champions recently that they made John Anik do a voiceover on, uh, on a video about the three champions and the theme, what, what the whole thing was based around was Toto's song Africa, which is, which was stunningly, um, bad in my opinion. And, and I just didn't understand why that was what you would use to talk about three champions who were born on the continent of Africa, which is not small, has a lot of history, and the UFC uses a song by some American band. I don't get it. I didn't understand that. And that's why I say the UFC is not good at promoting outside of its comfort zone. I would hope that they would add some diversity uh, in 2021 to the group of people that are involved with the UFC, and I hope that they would listen to more diverse voices when uh, attempting to promote these fighters. But I don't think that's going to happen, and I don't think that is something the UFC is uh, suited for. I hope I'm wrong, and I would hope that they would reach out and you know work with different people and different groups and, and maybe outsource some of this promotion to somebody who is more in tune than the UFC is. I highly doubt that's going to happen. I hope it's going to happen, and I hope it happens, you know, not for just the sake of Brendan Moreno, but for the sake of the UFC and Mexico. Um, it's a big market, but uh, if you go in there tone deaf, people are not going to listen to you if you're promoting in a way that is, you know, offensive, maybe, maybe could be considered racist, maybe just tone deaf, like I said, but really... Uh, uh, an outfit as big as the UFC should be much better at promoting in a worldwide um, kind of way. And it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's very short-sighted, very American um, focused and, and just not good. And hopefully that improves. I mentioned this one yesterday, a little on the uh, wrap up. Demi Maia um, fought his last fight in the UFC lost to Bilal Muhammad, uh, unanimous decision. And at the post-fight press conference, White said, you know, all, all the things you would expect him to say about Demi Maia, good guy, um, but thinks that it is probably his last fight in the UFC. Maia's contract is up. We know after the fight, Maia said he still has one UFC-level fight in him and called out Nate Diaz. While that would probably be an interesting fight, I don't know if the UFC would book that, if it's even willing to book Maya in another fight. Um, I would. My sincere hope is that if Maya's not interested in fighting from, for another organization, and I don't think he is because of his age, and he said that this might have been his last fight anyway before the event, he didn't take a whole you know, crazy amount of damage and I would, my, my sincere desire is that the UFC, knowing how well-liked Maya is in MMA and in the UFC, that they would give him one more fight and that they would do it in Brazil. Now, when can they go to Brazil? That's a totally different story. If it's another two years, well, then probably not for Demi Maia. If it's within a year, okay, at least think about it. Um, 
because, you know, he's a, like I said, well-liked guy. I've been around the UFC forever. No one's going to say a bad thing about Maya. Um, and you give him a fight. Maybe you give him a fight that he wants. Maybe you work something out with Nate Diaz. And, you know, the, the money will be right for everybody. And we'll see Nate Diaz and Damian Maya. And why not? Why not? Um, if Diaz is for it and Maya's for it and the money's right for everybody, you know, make it happen. Give Damian Maya what he wants for his last fight in the UFC. I don't think it'll happen, but I would like it to happen. I found this part kind of funny. Um, White was asked, or at, White was told, let me start over. One of the media guys said that uh, Jake Paul told White to say something about Logan Paul and Mayweather doing a million buys on pay-per-view. And White's face, when he tries to process who said it as to who earned the million buys was kind of, you can see it, the gears turning and he realizes that the message was from Jake who is who did not fight May, Mayweather for Logan who did. And so it, he kind of, once that dawned on him and, you know, it, 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 it registered, I think it was funny that he, he pointed out the fact that, you know, Jake should more or less shut up because he didn't get a million buys. His brother did. And his brother and Floyd did. Now, then White went on. And this was kind of surprising to me that he said they did get a million buys. That's legit and good for them. And the, But dismissed the Triller guys out of out of pocket. Just, you know, said no, no. And I, I, I like this because he knows, White knows, even though he doesn't like Steven Espinoza, White knows that the Showtime numbers are legit. And they're audited numbers. And so I'm glad he he said that, yes, those numbers are legit. Good for them. And then, then the question came up about uh, pay and Tyron Woodley and UFC pay and Woodley making, and I guess Askren as well here, by proxy, uh, making more in these boxing matches than they did in the UFC. And White said, you know, how are you going to sell this fight? Um, you can't sell it on Tyron Woodley winning a bunch of fights because he hasn't won in the last three years, I think White said. And the other guy's not really a boxer, so how else do you sell it by just saying other stuff like the money thing? Now, if White wanted to, and we know this, White could just say, here is what Woodley made in the UFC, and here's what Asker made in the UFC, and let's see if they're actually topping that make make everybody put the the legit um numbers down on the table white could do that if he wants to um but he's not gonna and until then you know he woodley may have made more than the ufc i don't know i'm gonna say i would suspect he did overall to say that he didn't make that much money throughout his ufc career i think would be foolish um, you know, I'm, I'm not a big supporter of the UFC pay structure, but I, I, I can't believe that Woodley is making more for this one fight than he did throughout his UFC career. Um, or even maybe he did for a title defense. But it is what it is, and until we see the real numbers, we don't know what it is. And so I would say, you know, if, you, if either side's going to make this claim, well, show us. Show us the real numbers. And until then, you're going to believe what you want to believe. And it would behoove both sides to put the money on, to put the numbers on the table and show us what's what. Again, something that probably isn't going to happen. And so we're just going to hear this 
on on repeat. I'm making more. You're not making more. I'm making more. You're not making more. And it's it's going to get a little. It's going to get old. And hopefully somebody you know steps up and said, "All right, here's the real numbers." Again, not counting on that. Hoping on it. Not counting on it. And now the big one, the you're saving the Constitution in the United States. Now, the question itself was quite ridiculous. Dana White think that he was saving the free speech and Constitution in the United States. It's a dumb question. Um, White answered it correctly, I think. This is something Josh Gross pointed out. I can't get upset about how White answered it. I can get upset with how the UFC handles its business, and I have. And and I can say that I don't think the UFC polices itself correctly. And I think the UFC as a business should look out for its bottom line at all times. But White's going to do what he wants to do, which is he pointed out in here. And he said, and I, and I, you know, I'm not going to begrudge him this. He said that in the UFC, you can say what you want and made a point about, you know, um, Covington doing his thing and, and uh, Woodley going to the presser that one time and just saying Black Lives Matter for everything. Now, I'm not going to get into the comparisons there because it'll just make me mad and make everyone else mad. And so I won't do that. But I will say that he's been consistent in his stance, I think, other than when they did ding those two fighters over the um, code of contact for... homophobic slurs and have dinged other fighters for homophobic slurs at times and I think maybe they got away from that code of conduct I don't know but they had been doing it so there's a little hypocrisy here not a great deal because the UFC has been more open to saying whatever you want than they had been when they when they hit those fighters up for the homophobic comments now again not going to say I agree with that but if you're going to have the absolute an absolutist um, stance on this. Yeah, so been consistent with his um, opinion on this, fairly consistent, consistent enough that I'm not going to poke holes in it because of the past. But, um, yeah, uh, he has been kind of a free speech absolutist and good for him, I guess. But it, it, it's a risky proposition, and that's one of the reasons I think that they should control it because if you're going to say you can say whatever, then when someone does cross a line, whatever line White has in his mind or the stockholders have now or uh, the ownership group has now, well, then you're going to have to to step on someone's neck, and then what? So it's a spot. It's a risky spot, but White said that he is going to um, as long as he's with the UFC, that's the way he's going to go. Um, but by no means is Dana White um, rescuing or keeping the Constitution alive. He's just, you know, doing what he needs to do for his brand. And not just the UFC's brand, but his brand as well. Um, the question, again, just a ridiculous question that had no, I mean, I don't even know what to say other than it was a ridiculous question and and unnecessary. Now, while White will, I will say that White does that with his fighters. What White does with the media is 
totally opposite. So he's the, hip, the hypocrisy is here. You can't, well, you can, but you shouldn't say, all right, you guys can say whatever you want. But uh, most recent example was the Las Vegas Review Journal. You, the Las Vegas Review Journal, who states facts in your story about the UFC's uh, COVID-19 plan, you are a piece of shit news, local newspaper. That you, you shouldn't do, because if you're going to say everyone has the right to say whatever they want, well, then why do you muzzle the people in the media who are try to muzzle the people in the media who speak ill of the organization or you in any way? And, um, yeah, this is, again, something that Josh Gross pointed out, and Gross has been on the, on the, the blacklist, for lack of a better term, of the UFC for a long, long while and seemingly will never get off. Jonathan Snowden, also someone who's been on it for a while. Um, I know folks like Ben folks is probably hit or miss depending on who he's working for at the time. If the UFC needs the organization that he works for, they'll probably allow him in. If they don't need or want the organization that he works for, they probably won't allow him in. I've been on that list for a while and I'm not going to get off of it, I don't think. Um, one, the first time I was on it was because of who I worked for. The second time I was on it was because of writing a story that, about the UFC's bad ratings. And I made changes to that story that I, I should have included and was called out for by, by the UFC PR. I fixed them, but I didn't fix what they wanted me to fix. And that got me on, on the list and threatened with... Um, getting my credential or never getting another media credential for an event. I got that and then never heard back from the UFC when I applied again. But I'm going to apply again because if Dana White is this free speech absolutist, well then folks who have been on the blacklist for speaking ill of the UFC are reporting things that the UFC doesn't like or doesn't want to be reported. Well, then they should be allowed to work at the UFC events. To say otherwise is, again, hypocritical. You can't, you shouldn't be able to say free speech for this group, but not free speech for that group. That doesn't work. And you can spin it any way you want. But if you say these guys can have free speech, but you can't, that's, that's hypocrisy. Now, if you didn't, if you say there are limits with the fighters and the organization, okay, then you can limit the speech of the media you allow in. You can't limit the speech of the media, but you can allow that, limit that to access and that's what's being done and i don't have a problem with that if it was across the board if the business said you know we're not going to allow this kind of speech and if the media does this kind of work we're not going to allow that either and i mean do i expect to get credentials again no but i expect to point out the fact that it's hypocritical when you say that you support free speech and you really you really do not and I think that's the problem that I run into with, with White's claim. Yes, he was truthful in the way he answered it, but as Josh Grove said, also he left out a huge chunk, and that is how he deals with the media. White was also asked about the healthcare situation where he said that, uh, he mistakenly said that the UFC was working on healthcare for fighters for long term. Um, he was asked again and at this press conference, and he said that, you know, he doesn't know of a job where you get healthcare. Um, throughout your life after after uh, you retire or, or whatever. And I think there are jobs like that, and especially in sports, and I'm going to look into that. But let's just assume 
that it's not true. If there is, if there isn't, maybe the UFC could lead on this, but there would have to be obviously restraint constraints, rather um, number of fights, uh, amount of time, all this stuff would be figured into it. You know, one fight it's not going to get you. Um, UFC UFC paid healthcare for the rest of your life. That would be silly, but. Um, you know, you'd have to look at a bigger picture and see, here's the average career, here's the longest career, figure out the number in that way and then work from there and and come up with a plan. Is it doable? It's absolutely doable. Will the UFC do it? Absolutely not. They don't give the fighters health care now. They give them injury insurance. It's not the same. If you get If you're not training for a fight and you get sick in any way, that's not paid for by the UFC. If you're training for a fight and you get hurt, that is paid for. But again, from what I understand, there is a pretty big um, deductible, and it's each injury, not each fight camp, that has to pay that deductible. So hurt your hand, that's a deductible. Hurt your knee, that's a deductible. And I think the, from what I was told, um, the deductible is $1,000 per injury, not per fight camp. So is it better than nothing? Absolutely better than nothing. Is it the best? No, it's not even close to the best. It's it's the bare minimum probably you can get and get away with saying you offer some type of insurance. And so could the UFC do it? Yes. But but would they do it? Probably not. Absolutely, you know. Even if you cap it at 30 fights in the UFC, that's a couple people that you'd have to pay out lifetime insurance for. And I'm going to guess if you have 30 fights in the UFC, you're going to be a hot mess at some point in your life unless you, you know, didn't take any kind of damage. And odds are at 30 fights, or 20 fights or whatever it is, you've taken a substantial amount of damage and you're probably dealing with, you know, long-term problems like, like Bisping had to, I think, get a joint replacement I forget what it was. Was it his knees or his hips? But he had to get joint replacement. Um, and other fighters have had to get joint replacement. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that um, these fighters are going to be out of pocket big time in the future. And they're also going to have to fork out a lot of money to get these uh, uh, injuries taken care of. You know, replacement, a joint replacement out of pocket is not going to be an easy thing for someone. Even if they spent a long time with the UFC and made decent money, it's still going to hurt to write that check. And you're going to have to write that check if you need it because the UFC is not going to pay for it. So I'm glad this got brought up. I'm glad White made the mistake in saying soon. And I'm glad that it's staying in the news because it needs to and it needs to be addressed. And uh, now that the conversation started, maybe we can keep the conversation going in in, in not a way that's so antagonistic, but maybe there's something that a door that can be opened in some way. I'm not hopeful, but let's see what happens. Question came up about Paula Costa again and what the relationship is and where it's going. White said that he thinks that Costa is going to sit out for a while, and Costa said that he wants to get paid relative to what YouTubers make, which White answered uh, that he hadn't seen his last fight. And again, this is something I spoke about, but this is something that the UFC fighters have to be aware about then. If you end your contract, are you hope to renegotiate your deal on a loss or, yeah, just on a loss? And that's going to be 
Dana White's showing you what he's going to um, consider when they sit down. And when you sit down, you're going to be brought up with what you did in your most recent fight. And so what Costa did in his most recent fight was lose to Israel Adesanya by TKO in the second round. Bad fight for Costa. No doubt about that. Bad fight. But if we go back two fights, you see he beat Uriah Hall by TKO in the second round. Performance of the night. The fight after that, he beat Yoel Romero. Unanimous decision. Fight of the night. Undefeated in the UFC. Undefeated in his career up until the Adesanya fight. And so White is showing you and telling you if you're a UFC fighter, UFC doesn't care that you were 13-0. UFC doesn't care that you had four TKO wins and one decision before you lost to Israel Adesanya in a title fight. The UFC says you lost to Israel Adesanya in a title fight. I'm not paying you more because your last fight was a loss and it was a bad fight on your part. And then you should say, okay, well, you gave me two fight of the night bonuses before that. And then, even though you're telling me my fight sucked, Israel Adesanya, you wanted me to fight in a main event after that. So how bad could the fight have been? See, this is why UFC fighters need strong management that's going to stand up for them in cases like this. Does Costa have a point where he can rework his contract? I would say if he didn't do that before the title fight, that was a huge mistake. So that's when it should have happened. Could it happen now? Yeah. Is it going to happen now? No, because the UFC runs over the current crop of, U of MMA managers. That's just what happens. And so I, I don't know what can be done other than look outside this group for a strong manager or a strong management team that knows how to negotiate deals and has negotiated in other sports. Because in the other sports, there are barriers to get into management. The UFC, there is no barrier. And so you don't know what you're getting with a UFC manager other than what someone else tells you. Look for managers outside the MMA game, please. And someone like Costa, the money he could make might be might make it worth one of those managers' while to to help him out. But when you get to a point where you're fighting for the title and you're headlining cards, and you think you're underpaid, get a good manager. Get a manager that can negotiate. Don't go with someone that's just been an MMA manager for forever, because the relationships they can be a little dicey, and the UFC knows that it has an advantage over those folks. Um, look at Holly Holmes' manager. Dana White hates him because he tries to negotiate everything he can for home. So think about it and, and, and you know, think about your future and the money you're leaving on the table because that's all money that the UFC is keeping. And that's all I have for today. Be back um, probably tomorrow because I didn't cover anything news-related over the last couple of days and I have some stuff noted that I want to cover. And if I have any news on the copyright thing, I'll let you know. Hopefully something works out uh, because it's it's not hurting my YouTube channel now and growth. But from what I want to get into, it is going to hurt it. And uh, that bothers me. And I hope, you know, maybe I'll fight for, for someone else sometime too. Uh, it helps me and it'll help other people in the future. And that's all I can hope for. Uh, and on that note, Everyone stay safe.